Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to make disciples of Jesus, and to multiply churches so that the next generation is equipped to glorify God better than we did. Welcome to Generations Church Podcast. We are in our series called Guilt, Grace, and Gratitude, exploring the themes and modern-day connections of the Heidelberg Catechism. Hello, everyone. My name is Rob Samuelson. I'm an elder at Generations Church, and with me today, as always, is my friend and the lead pastor at Generations Church, Jeff Luddington. How you doing this morning, Jeff? Wow, you almost caught me mid-yawn, man. Uh, I am, <laughs> I'm doing really well. I'm wide awake, and uh, yeah, so uh, it is, uh, I don't know why it feels so early this morning, but man, I'm good. We get to talk about uh, something incredibly important today, and uh, we talk about prayer. In fact, we will spend time on prayer uh, for the rest of the episodes of this, of this uh, series in the podcast. And so today is Lord's Day 45 or episode 45. We're working through the Heidelberg Catechism. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with that, if you're just clicking on, uh, it is a 450-year-old way of training Christians where uh, you ask a question, you have a memorized answer, and it's a way of memorizing truth. And it works through kind of the beginning part is our guilt, our need for a Savior. The second part is grace, where we, how God meets our need. And then gratitude, how we live that out. And we're on the back end. We're in gratitude. And uh, we just finished the Ten Commandments last week. And now we're going to talk about prayer and the Lord's Prayer, uh, something very popular in Christianity. And so, Rob, if you're ready, man, we've got four questions and answers today. And uh, we can work our way through them. And uh, you ready? Yeah. Hopefully when we finish the question and answers, we actually have time to talk about them. There's quite a bit in there. There's a lot, right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go. Question and answer uh, 116. So why do Christians need to pray? Because prayer is the most important part of the thankfulness God requires of us. And also because God gives us his grace and Holy Spirit only to those who pray continually and grow inwardly, asking God for these gifts and thanking God for them. Question and answer 117. What is the kind of prayer that pleases God and that he listens to? First, we must pray from the heart to no other than the one true God revealed to us in his word, asking for everything God has commanded us to ask for. Second, we must fully recognize our need and misery so that we humble ourselves in God's majestic presence. Third, we must rest on his, on this unshakable foundation. Even though we do not deserve it, God will surely listen to our prayer because of Christ our Lord. That is what God promised us in his word. If I could pause between these four questions. Um, the Catechism makes a, a pretty strong statement about prayer already. Um, that... God gives his grace and Holy Spirit only to those who pray continually and groan inwardly. Probably not something anybody hears in a modern Protestant church today. And then uh, in the second question that you just answered, um, we must fully recognize our need and misery so that we humble ourselves in God's majestic presence. I think maybe some of those concepts might be taught, but no one ever says that. It's like, hey, pray, just pray, right? And Anyhow, I love the strong statements. We'll pick some of the, we'll, we'll dig into some of those. Let me ask the last two questions, but I just wanted to comment on that. Just listening to you read it, man, I feel like um, there's something super valuable in the, in the catechism here for us. And so 
118, what did God command us to pray for? Everything we need, spiritually and physically, as embraced in the prayer Christ our Lord himself taught us. Now that sounds more common to our churches today. So, all right. So the question 119 is when you, when you said the prayer Christ our Lord taught him himself. So the next question is, what is that prayer? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial but rescue us from the evil one for the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours forever. Amen. So Rob, there are so many versions of the Lord's prayer, right? And uh, some of that is, you know, people memorize it as a kid in the King James, you know, uh, or, you know, maybe they memorize it in a newer translation. And so it's holy is your name instead of hallowed be, your, you know, thy name or something. And, um, you know, is it uh, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors, or is it forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us, or transgress, whatever, right? So there's so many versions of this that I think it's probably important to start with the idea that it isn't a set of magic incantation words, right? That it's not like when you say these specific words, everything is going to be okay, um, but rather that that Jesus, upon the request of his disciples, uh, is teaching them to pray. You know, how do we pray, Jesus? Like, what do we learn or what do we do in prayer? And I think ultimately that's what the catechism is getting at, is why do Christians need to pray? You know, what kind of prayer pleases God? What did God command us to pray for? And then what's the example that Jesus gives us? Yeah, and it's it's. I think for me, when I when I look at at prayer, um, and I think hopefully I'm I'm like most people, but I don't know, maybe I'm different than this. But um, it's something that I know the importance of. I understand the benefit of. Um, I've heard so many sermons and, and teachings over the years on prayer, um, and yet for me, it's still a constant struggle. It is a it's something that is really difficult for me to do consistently. And I think, yeah. you know, just seasons of life, I just get it, get rushed. And, and that seems to be the first thing to go is I don't have time today. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to pray or, um, you know, I'll do little short prayers throughout the day, but never really sit down and set aside a time um, to pray. But it's great to have the Lord's prayer and to know it so well, as you said, memorizing it from being a kid um, to just have that, that, that template, that, that blueprint to say, okay, you know, this is what I need to be praying for, not just man, I'm having a bad day. God, stop whatever's going on. Yeah. Um, but the time of thankfulness, the time of, of lifting things up and saying, God, just thankful. I'm just thankful for what you've done and who you are. Yeah. In fact, so we will, if you're listening to the podcast and if you are subscribed to this, uh, if you're not, man, we'd love it. If you would subscribe, you'll get the, you'll get pinged every Tuesday when we release a new episode. But um, we are going to spend the next uh, was it six or seven, I, seven, I guess, episodes on the Lord's Prayer. So we're going to break it down, you know, petition by petition, line by line. How does it teach us to pray? And so that'll be one of the things we'll spend some time on. But today we're going to talk about prayer in general. Um, And uh, Rob, you bring up something really important. When we run out of time, you know, we, 
like last night, I, I probably one of the reasons I was yawning when you at the beginning was, uh, man, I, I woke up at like 3 a.m. and I just, uh, I kind of fell back asleep here and there, but I've really kind of been awake since 3 a.m. And then I got up at five. And uh, so I'm a little, I'm a little slow this morning, but had I not had, um, well, I have a discipline of getting up and praying. And so my first meeting is at 7 a.m. And uh, in order for me to pray, in order for me to read scripture, I have to get up a couple hours early. And that allows me to spend time with God. Now, the challenge I had this morning, and fortunately, because we're recording today, I can tell you that I, I did well, but um, I don't always, right? You know, the thing is, you know, I haven't been sleeping well, so I'm going to I'm going to set my alarm for six. And then when I get, get up at six and my first thing's at seven, then I don't have time to pray or read the Bible. And it becomes one of those things that is, um, you know, kind of discounted or not. So we wouldn't say discounted, but we, it's the thing we don't do. And uh, there's got to be a spiritual implication of that, right? That when we have a hard time, instead of turning to God, what we do is hit the snooze button and not turn to God. And so I think that's, I think that's a part of it. I, I think another part of that, rather than just physical challenge, um, can be a spiritual challenge. And uh, I remember my hardest time, um, probably in my faith and in prayer, uh, was I, I guess probably, so most of you guys that subscribe would know uh, my wife is chronically ill. She has, she's been sick for about 18 years and uh, bedridden for a lot of it, most of it. And uh, probably about halfway through that, probably about you know midway through. I don't I, I don't know what year exactly it was, but probably midway through, um, I remember having that discipline of getting up and praying every morning. And I was praying for Lisa, and I, I as I as I do daily, praying that she'd be healed, praying that she'd be better. And I remember just. I kind of would get up in the morning and I ran out of words to pray. And uh, uh, there's that verse in Romans 8 that says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us groanings with groanings too deep for words. And he searches hearts, uh, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I remember learning uh, just that God would meet me in those moments where I'd run out of words, right? I was praying, but I wasn't actually saying much. I was kind of sitting there before God saying, I'm out of words, God. Like, I don't know what else to say. This is what's most pressing on my heart is my wife and her health and her pain and her struggles. And God, I don't really know what else to say, you know? And, and God would meet me in those moments and really carried me through that time. And uh, man, I know you've got some common things, Rob, and, and man, but just where God meets us in our frailty, in our weakness, I think is prayer. Yeah, that's a great point. Is just often just we're driven to that that feeling that there's nowhere else to go, and um, as sometimes that's a struggle because the first place we should go is to God in prayer, and yet yeah. often it ends up being the last after we try every other you know, human endeavor to try to fix something. Um, but I think it's, it's important to discuss the fact that, you know, often we pray and then we're not satisfied with the outcome we have in our mind, um, how something should turn out. You know, we were talking 
uh, you did a sermon, um, I guess it's going to be a week ago once this releases, but um, just on the Israelites, and God says that while they're in Egypt, he hears their their groaning, he hears their miseries, he hears them crying out. Um, it's not an immediate fix. And when right. Moses is sent, that very first time Moses goes and, and Aaron goes and they speak to Pharaoh, things get worse, not better. And I think a lot of times um, in, in question answer 117, we must fully recognize our need and misery so that we humble ourselves in God's majestic presence. I think part of humbling ourselves is coming to God and saying, not, not my will, not the way that I want it to happen, but, you know, help me to want what you want. Help me to recognize that, you know, what you're doing, you're omniscient and I'm not. And I, I think that's part of it is that struggle of God. It's not happening fast enough or it's not happening the way I want it to and just getting discouraged. You know, at the very next line of that answer in 117 is, though, uh, is uh, we must rest in the unshakable foundation. Even though we do not deserve it, God will surely listen to our prayer because of Christ our Lord. That is what is promised to us in his word. And so we, yes, we need to be humble and, and no, not every answer goes our way. It's not like, um, it's not like because we pray that it changes God, right? God is unchanging, immutable, right? God is sovereign. And it isn't about causing God to do what we want. It's about meeting with God. It's kind of like uh, kind of like a marriage, right? You can't have a good marriage or, or parenting or friendship or anything, or really a good relationship without communication, right? And that there, that prayer, and I think we probably don't give this enough time, but prayer should be a two-way communication, right? We should be not only speaking to God, we should be listening to God. And um, I partner prayer with scripture, right? I'm reading the Bible and praying, and those those things go hand in hand for me. It helps make it more of a dialogue. But um, there are some promises in scripture uh, that uh, are powerful that talk about outcomes of prayer. Um, Psalm 50, 15 says, and call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. And James 1, 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. Uh, who gives gener- to, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. And so there's uh, there's some uh, supposition, you know, presupposition. There's some assumptions before those two things are made that it's believers that are calling out, or it's people that are sincere. Um, you know, James also says the prayer of a righteous man, you know, has much avail, much effect, right? Um, and so. Yes, we need to come humbly, but we also need to know God answers. Now, you make a great point on Sunday talking about um, God hears the prayer of the Israelites, like Exodus 1, Exodus 2, you know, but God is doing something. He is answering their prayers, Exodus 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, right? But it's not an immediate, they're not immediately released. In fact, things are getting better in Exodus, I mean, things are getting worse, excuse me, in Exodus 5 and Exodus 6. And so, though God is answering their prayers, they can't feel it, see it, understand it at the time. Now, it'll happen, um, but there's that place of humility. Knowing God is good, knowing God is answering our prayers, but being humble enough to know, hey, I don't necessarily understand God's timing, God's answer, God's purpose, God's plan. I don't always get that immediately, right? And so rather than us thinking it's like rubbing the lamp and the genie appears and we get what we ask for, rather it's a conversation with God where we get to be humble, 
Um, we get to bring our needs before God. Um, but it's a form of obedience. I mean, Psalm 116, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? Like, what shall I do since God has done so much for me? And the next verse says, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Part of this is obedience. God says, pray. God says, come talk to me, right? Like a father and a son. No, not everything the son asks for, the son gets, right? You know, when you're parenting little kids and all they want to eat is candy and sugar and you need to give them a good diet, right? They don't get everything they ask for, but they learn through that. And I think maybe prayer shapes us. Well, no, not maybe. Clearly, prayer shapes you and I more than it shapes God, right? God is not being changed and transformed by our prayers. God's not learning anything. We're learning. We're being changed. And we're crying out to God. And we're pouring out our hearts. Um, you know, Jesus says in Matthew 6.33, says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. As God conforms and transforms us, we begin to align our heart with God's. Right? And, and God's heart and our heart become more in the same tune, if you will, in the same accord. And then God gets to do those amazing things. And the point of Sunday's message in Exodus, by the way, was um, not by the way to you, but to others, right? That, that God knows what he's doing. God is causing those things for his glory and for our good. And that ultimately those prayers will be answered for God's glory and for our good. It may not be in our timing or the way we might want it, but it's going to happen. Yeah, it's an excellent point. And, and I love the, you know, that idea as we humble ourselves and come before God, it's it's part of that humbleness is just God, you know, I know you know what you're doing. And so help me in my unbelief. <laughs> and it's that idea. I yeah. believe you know what you're doing, but man, I, I'm just having trouble buying it. And I, I think, I think too, just that idea that for me, if something is commanded by God and it's really difficult for me, that usually is a good sign that it's important and I should be doing it. Um, That's true. That there are there are roadblocks that get in the way. There are detours. There are all sorts of things that Satan seems to throw in my path. This try to get me to think that it's not important or I don't have time for it. And I think at that point, even even more important is just to to push through. And I would encourage um, those of you that are listening, uh, if you've listened through this whole series, I don't think there's one single time we've asked you to do homework. Right. right. But we started school. Jeff and I are teaching. We started school. We're giving out homework to the kids on a daily basis, and, and maybe homework for the next. Um, you know, for the rest of this, this series is just to work on prayer, maybe to, you know, as you hear the things we're teaching and you're maybe dealing with some of the same struggles, um, is just to, to set aside some time each day, as, as, as Jeff said, get up a little bit earlier or find some time after work or whenever you can find it, uh, to sit down and just to pray and, and to talk with God and then to listen, not just to talk, but to listen and see if God is changing your heart. Yeah. You know, we've got a couple minutes, man, as we wrap up, um, I'm going to give, I'm just going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to go first because I already have this in my mind. Rob, I'll have you go second. You can wrap us up, but uh, tips for prayer. Like if something you struggle with, if, if prayer is something that you're listening and you, and you struggle with that, maybe Rob and I, I would call them pro tips, but when I would say uh, <laughs> not rookie, but not quite got it all handled tips. How about that? We're not a totally got it all together guys, but Hey, maybe we're a little bit further down the road. And so um, uh, we'll call them uh, uh, journeyman tips or something. Anyhow, so 
Um, for me, the reason I get up and do it first thing in the morning, um, I don't think this is a requirement. I think it's a good practice. Uh, but I was convicted by the words that Jesus says he got up early, you know, while it was still dark, as his was as was his habit. Now, I'm, I, I can look up and get that for you. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head, but it was a, a verse in the Gospels that reminded me that Jesus would get up before everything else, as was his habit, that Jesus had a habit of prayer. And so for me, what I've found, if I don't do it first, it will never happen. My day will get moving, and those of you guys that know me, man, my day gets gets cranking, and I stay busy until I just, oftentimes I'll look at the clock and say, okay, I need to stop. Like, I just need to shut down. I can't work sun up to sun down every day, all day, day in, day out. And so if by that time when I stop, I'm pretty tired, and uh, I need to spend time with Lisa, and I need to get things done around the house, and then, you know, whatever— so if I didn't do it in the morning, it wouldn't happen. So my tip is do it first. That's not a rule. Um, I think I can support it with what Jesus did, but get up early, do it before you do anything else. And before you give me the excuse of, well, I leave for work at 5 a.m. That's great. Get up earlier. And so when I have a 5 a.m. day, I get up before that. And, and so no matter how early or how late, my tip is do it first. Start your day with it. What do you think, Rob, as you wrap us up, man? What's a tip, something you found helpful? Um, I don't know if this is, is cheating or not, but uh, I'm going to take the one you said earlier because I think that works really well for me as well, is to read Scripture um, okay. as you are getting ready to pray. I think um, as a church, we're starting a, a Bible reading program, and we're using the Read yep. Scripture app. And you read you know, a couple of, of chapters, and then there's a psalm right afterwards. And what I find myself doing is reading the chapters, and then I stop, and then I start to pray. And I go through my prayers of thankfulness and, and my prayers of, of petition. And, and then I read the psalm as a prayer. And for me, yeah. that's been very helpful is to go through that and just, it, I connect. And then it's a time of quiet in there too. And just listening. I think that's an important part yeah. of prayer is to just be quiet and allow God to speak to you. Um, I think there's a lot of Christians, especially when I talk to, to high schoolers, and they just say, man, I don't hear God speak. Yeah. And I just ask them, do you ever give them a chance to, do you ever stop and listen? And I think that's a, a big deal for many of us. So again, I would encourage you throughout this week, maybe try some different things, listen to what we have to say, try something that is working well for you. Um, let us know if you've got some things that work well that we can learn from. And uh, next week, as, as Jeff said, the next few weeks as we wrap up this series, uh, we'll be focusing on the Lord's Prayer and the different petitions of that. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us today at the Generations Church Podcast. And just to remind you, every Tuesday, we release a new Guilt, Grace, and Gratitude episode. We hope you will share us with your friends, that you'll give us a, um, a good review, and uh, hopefully you'll turn back in. We look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. For more information, visit our website at ginfamily.church, G-E-N family.church. You can also follow our social media accounts at Jin Family Church.